When I was talking to people, he said it was 33 people on the last part of the auction. So you guys came at the end with $69 million. How you guys made the decision to want to buy people's every days on the Christie's auction. Everybody says we both bought it. The money is medical ones. How do you look at money yourself? If you're an asset owner, everything is going up and you think that you're becoming richer, but it means that we've been inflating everything around us. But in this world today, if you don't make $2,000 a month, you are homeless. That's a huge problem. Pretty intense on what you just said right there. I was so afraid because I knew that it's a tax trap. Because once I move into it, it becomes very hard for me to take me off because they want information of all my assets now. In Singapore, I don't even have to say what assets I hold. And America is very different. It's between the rising nations now of the East and the declining nations of the West. So, you know, a lot of people go out there, buy a nice belt. People say, why wow, you can afford to buy a $500 belt? Some people go buy a nice $1,000 shoes. They'll say, why wow, you can afford to buy a $1,000 shoe. Some will buy a Ferrari. You can afford a Ferrari. Some will buy a million-dollar home. You can afford to buy a million-dollar home. But only two people were able to afford to buy a $69 million NFT, and they're here today. One of them, rumor has it, is a crypto billionaire due to Ethereum, maybe we'll get into that. But Metacoven and Tubador, with their names being Vignesh and Anand, but the two of Metacoven and Tubador a few weeks ago shocked the world by buying Beeples every day for $69 million. We got a lot of things to talk about today. With that being said, gentlemen, thank you so much for being a guest on Valuetainment. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for having us. Yes. Yeah, so uh, is it true that the jacket you have on is actually a crypto jacket? Tell us about the jacket you got on. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. I think the yeah, okay, yeah. So this this one is from Metafactory, which Hi. which is which is a very crypto native brand. Uh, so it's 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 a brand that produces fashion for through a uh, as a community first thing, right? So it connects artists and it, it, it sells these kind of uh, jackets, uh, T-shirts, like sweatpants, uh, even sneakers, all very designer uh, style, but by connecting artists directly, you know, to the, to the producer. So it's like a merchandise brand, but it's the, the, the interesting part is, you know, it's, it's arranged as a DAO, which is a decentralized organization. So you could, you could own part of the next interesting brand in the world. I, I, I'm, it's not, again, it's not investment advice, but you know, I have a little bit, little, little part of tokens from that uh, uh, company also. I think fashion is getting decentralized. So this is, this was the first jacket, a bomber jacket from, from them. It's called the, uh, the Genesis edition jacket. There are only 40 in the world, you know, like, um, and, and it's a, it has a RFID chip. And, and it, it connects to the blockchain through an NFT. So there's an NFT that points to my address on the Ethereum blockchain and, and it's a physical piece. So I think this is a very interesting trend here, right? Like a physical digital um, um, a combination. So this happening, uh, there are a lot of these things happening with sneakers, et cetera yeah. now. Let, let me ask you, is, is it an expensive piece or no, the jacket? The good part is I, I, I paid $600 for it, but I made my money back just on the token appreciation. I got, got it. you know, okay. it's like a, you, you get back some tokens and that, you know, it, it goes up. So it's good. Good. So, so, you know, to, to the world, by the way, you, are you guys family or are you guys friends? No, no, I, I we are friends. 
your friends. friends. Okay. Yeah. So at what point did you guys make a decision to say, hey, let's buy this every days? And was there a number where you said, we got to stop at this number? Or were you saying, we got to own this no matter what? So walk me through how you guys made the decision to want to buy people's uh, uh, every days on the Christie's auction. Sure, sure. I think I will let Tubador uh, talk about that because he was the, you know, he's always the guy who I talk to when I, it's like, I, I, I get the idea, but he has this, he pushes me into the decision, right? So he's my conviction. So I let him talk through it. Sure. That's a very gentle way of saying I'm the devil on his shoulder, Patrick. Okay, nice. Very nice. Pushing him to do stuff. Now, uh, it's been a fascinating journey in the NFT space, right? And, and to be clear, uh, while everybody says we both bought it, the money is Metacovins. My job is to be a truffle sniffer in this, in this jungle of unique digital assets. Uh, and I've gotten pretty good at it because I love these artists. I love these, uh, the, these brands of art. And that's, that's kind of how the journey started. And uh, Beeple, we had an experiment with them with the B20 project, which mm -hmm. uh, we already discussed with Beeple some time ago. Mm -hmm. What we came to realize through that experiment and also you know, in, in the way we uh, sort of approached Beeple is that he's practically the artist of our generation which is the digital native generation, right? And the whole concept of the everydays, the 5,000 everydays, was a massive hopeful metaphor for this generation. I mean, if you look at the art piece from the top left, begin at it, the first image is pretty crap. But then you trace it all the way through, you can trace the journey of an artist, his entire lifetime, mm -hmm. this almost spiritual commitment to this particular thing that he does every day, right? his good days, his bad days, his sick days, his healthy days. He's putting out art every day, every day. So what it told us is you can start anywhere, but you work with discipline, with conviction, with a kind of single-minded passion, and you will hit the end of the rainbow, whether it's the end of a year or 10 or 13. So that was a very powerful message for us. And, and this is why we felt that the space was precious, not just because it was an NFT, or just because it was a purely digital form of art, but because of the, of the story that it contained within it. Now, you know, to the people that are not in your world, by the way, when I was talking to people, he said it was 30, 33 people on the last day that were part of the auction that were going through the whole thing back and forth. And then at the end, obviously, you guys came at the end with $69 million. How many people are in the crypto world? Like if, if there was a number to the crypto community, what number would you put to that? Uh, you mean, uh, are you asking for the number of collectors uh, or people in general, the, the population? Yeah, I, I would say both because to me, I would want to know, one, what is the total population of crypto? That's believers, people who believe in crypto. And then the second one would be how many are in the world of actually buying NFTs like you guys have been buying, if you can break that down. For example, if you were to say there's about, you know, uh, a million people that own a crypto, hypothetically, but there's only 32,000 that are buying, you know, uh, NFTs like we're buying it. Do you guys kind of have that number or sure. no? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a hard number to give, but I feel like it's in the, uh, it should be in the tens of millions. So it could be 50, 60 million people who I think are, uh, are not, they just don't own uh, crypto, but you know they are more uh, 
understanding of of what's happening here etc and maybe uh, a, a, even a larger population around 100 150 million people who hold crypto because you know maybe they they are in it for the money right like so that, that that's the, that's the number i don't think it's it's more than that um and nft space is a very small sub niche of this all of this so not more than say say 50000 people at this point uh, who are uh, who either hold a nft or 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 even if you take the total number of artists it's it's still going to be around that number and the collectors who real uh, have the real money now uh, that's even smaller it, it'll be less than say 100 yeah less than 100 got it okay yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at right now where, you know, different art, articles comes up. Here's one article that says from CBS, there's 100,000 Bitcoin millionaires, right? Anybody that has a million dollar or more in Bitcoin. Do we at this point know how many crypto billionaires are out there or no? So it's a very hard, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to calculate that one because of the pseudonymity, right? Like you, you, you're only seeing addresses on the blockchain mm. and all, all of that is also an estimate where, you know, you take the rich list, you just go through the blockchain and see who has the maximum of Bitcoins and, and you estimate that each of these addresses is a different person. And then you, you, you're like, yeah, maybe um, these are the number of uh, millionaires of billionaires. So right now, I don't think uh, that there's over um, maybe less than uh, 50 billionaires probably, but uh, the the point is um, they, we don't know right like we have no idea it could be different wallets they could have split their wallets it could be in more than one blockchain uh, the assets but I think it'll, it'll be much much larger in the next couple of years as as we are going through this boom again and uh, I had this um, uh, blog post or a tweet from Bala, Balaji Srinivasan uh, who's who's a very important person in our industry uh, he he was going for 2000 as the number of uh, billionaires when bitcoin would hit a thousand sorry a million dollars right so, say that one more time 2000 so billionaires 2000 billionaires when bitcoin hits a um, million dollars oh wow i just understand what you okay so 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 when bitcoin hits a million dollars there's going to be 2000 billionaires which means yeah, the yeah. world currently has as of 2018 it was 2,200 billionaires. <laughs> that yeah. means 50% of all billionaires in the world are going are gonna to be crypto billionaires. Now, now we are talking, yes. Yeah, now we're talking. Okay. So that means if it goes the way it does, any of the 50 current billionaires who hang on mm. to what they have, whether it's Ethereum or let's just say Bitcoin, mm. the current billionaires, that means there's going to be a few worth 100 and potentially one could even pass up some of the current richest people in the world that we have is that an accurate assumption in the in the next decade i think satoshi who's who, who who's never going to touch his bitcoin is going to be one of the one of the pseudonymous billionaires right like and probably the richest person in the world it'll be hard to beat him uh and, and he's not going to touch his bitcoin i i, I suppose I, I we don't even know whether he's still you know around but you know he has a very important account, and there'll be a lot more people who, who, these people are ideologically, you know, like, bought into this movement. So in a way, I don't know if they're going to buy, like, sell out and move into another asset too. So they be, they're going to stay, right? So and yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting the, the next decade. By the way, do you guys at this point have an assumption who Satoshi is or no? You you're not really clear who it is. Nope. 
okay. I, I, I really like this. Care. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, the truth is we don't care who he is. That's the beauty of it. I mean, the, the yeah. origin story is a bit of a legend, isn't it? And in a way, that's what gives it, gives Bitcoin the power that it has. Because uh, when it comes to programmability or composability, it, it's not the most uh, smart cryptocurrency there is. But it is it's not. It's not the most smart cryptocurrency there is. It's not. Yeah. T- tell me it's why. Programmable. It's it's very simple. It, it's it's like basic. It's like. Uh, it's it's almost like a a single cell microorganism but it is the first and is the most powerful because of that origin story and th- that that's kind of the biggest mm. appeal right i mean uh, think of it this way instead of calling it a cryptocurrency or a token or a coin uh, imagine this this sort of a, the opening of a documentary from the ashes of uh, the financial ruin of 2008 emerged this new alternative created pseudonymously and then the creator disappears off into the sunset, never claiming credit or the upside from his creation. So that's the legend. And that's what gives it its power. So if, if tomorrow uh, somebody like Tubadur, looking like me, uh, lands up in, in the show and says, I'm Satoshi. Psst. You don't care. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, got it. Now, the only reason is I've had, I think it's Craig Wright. I had Craig Wright on and, uh, you know, he claimed he was Satoshi. And I got to tell you, I cannot tell you how many hate emails I got from people around the world saying, what are you talking about? This is not Satoshi. It was pretty interesting seeing that taking place. So let's go back to it. So let's go back to it. So you talked about that the moment Bitcoin hits a million, there's going to be 2,000 billionaires. We have currently 2,200 mm-hmm. billionaires. So nearly 40, 50, 40 to 50% of billionaires say by whenever it hits a million, it's going to be uh, uh, from the crypto wealth. Now, but then you said something. You said there's an element of crypto uh, investors don't sell. I mm-hmm. saw a part where for a guy like you that's made your money, specifically mm-hmm. in the crypt, not, uh, crypto side, of course, we'll get into the Bitcoin ATMs and what you, what you guys did with that. But uh, you don't own any stocks. You don't mm-hmm. own any cars. And you don't own a house. You mean, are you literally 90% of your money is, you know, all in crypto? 99. Yeah, 99. 99% of all your money is in crypto. Yeah, yeah. Personally, yeah. So it's funny uh, uh, when you say that. You'll have a lot of people that say, well, that's not proper diversification. Why are you not diversified? But years ago, uh, I think it was either Andrew Carnegie or J. Paul Getty that said, do not... uh, uh, do not, uh, uh, the quote about, you know, put all your eggs in one basket, just make sure nobody touches it. Because mm-hmm. that's how you make incredible wealth. You know, you mm-hmm. could lose it all if something happens to but at the same time, you have the biggest upside. Why are you 99% all crypto? I'm a fan of and- Andrew Carnegie. Okay. Right. And uh, so I'm not an investor, right? Like I'm not, I'm not the person who's doing something else in life and doing this on the side. Right. So this is very different from my perspective and how I look at it. So I feel like the whole crypto is a startup. So if you take uh, Bezos, for example, or, or Elon Musk, 90% of his wealth is in Tesla. Right. So it's like it's like saying I, I am part of this industry and I think I'm I, I have a I have a piece of the pie. Right. And so I will do everything possible. I I have the skin in the game and my incentives are aligned in the way so that I can ride with the movement. And I also believe in the movement because 
as as tubaru was talking about the picture the 5000 right it's also the story of crypto and the story of me right where how you know like in 2007 when people started the everyday i had no money i had no money to buy a laptop right so this is very moving to me and it's a story of crypto itself i i don't want to take too much credit in it i'm happy and grateful that i could i could see that and you know like this could have gone any in in any way but i i would have still be okay with it if if this didn't work out because you know it's it's like i would have tried something else and no no one can take away my experience my knowledge my connections right so the good part is i've stayed with it and i believe that i'm still very active i'm very young i'm 32 now probably in the, in a in a few years to come i'll think about what diversification means to me right and uh, think about you know like what what physical means to me because there's also the other aspect now you're talking to a very different person from a different side of the world and there is lot of other issues we go through as people where the government is is not the same as you know like uh, the government of the us or or we don't get the same kind of property rights right so there are a lot of other things that go into my thinking of 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 what investment means and uh, yeah so all these things together it'll it'll take a long time to explore all of those elements right but it's not a recommendation i'm giving to everyone saying that oh put all your money into crypto right for me it's okay because i i live in it and i i i i have the feeling and whenever crypto goes up and down people ask me how do you feel if i think about the price every day i will have a heart attack every day right so i don't think about the price i don't live in the in the in the in the graphs i i take a step back and i'm quite peaceful yeah it's very obvious and it's felt by the way you know kudos to you the the your personality and temperament uh uh is one that's uh, very interesting by the way the picture behind you that you have there the picture behind you those pictures tell, tell tell us about the pictures that you have behind you sure sure so this is halfini uh, the next best thing to satoshi so he's the guy who who we know uh he 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 was the guy who satoshi used to speak to over forums and and email and uh he he was almost the second uh the second important person right like yeah like the second person who landed on the moon so he's the guy and we have a picture of him so it's 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 i like to i i like you to have a picture with him, him? you have a picture with no, no, him no no i mean i mean he, he's no more okay uh, he's no more so i i've not had the chance to meet him but i mean it's at, at least we know whose face right and i think people should know his face because we only talk about satoshi he's a important person uh, and uh, yeah here i have warren buffet even though he hates uh, bitcoin i hate i really love right? <laughs> i i agree to disagree with him right? <laughs> and and this is abdul kalam who's who's my uh, inspiration growing up he was he's a he's a scientist he's a rocket man of india uh he's the guy who made uh, he he who who made the first rockets that uh that india launched and uh, he also uh, right rose to become the president of the country right and so he's a huge inspiration he started as a fisherman he comes from a fisherman uh, home and and yeah his path is very inspiring and very righteous too and the guy in the middle is my model compass he's called thiruvalluvar uh, he's 2500 years old and so he he wrote this beautiful book called uh, tirukural which has 1337 word poems 
and it's a it's the dictionary of life so you, you want to understand friendship you just you know like a dictionary you you go there and you get something so it gives me a lot of clarity when i need it in my life you you're a very deep guy by the way good for you there's a lot of depth in your uh, uh, in your character that's very impressive you know you said something earlier about the government you said uh, are you are you currently in india or where are you currently at i've heard you talk about singapore i've heard you talk about different yeah. places where are you currently at i'm in i'm in singapore uh, okay. tubador um, if you want to talk about it yeah tubador you're in india or you're you're also in singapore i'm in india you're in india so what do you think about the reuters article that came up a few days ago i'm sure you saw it this was uh, uh, actually it was 2 weeks ago India to propose cryptocurrency ban penalizing miners trade source. This was in New Delhi, Mumbai. India mm -hmm. will propose a banning cryptocurrency phenomenon yeah. and uh, fining anyone training in the country or even holding such digital assets. A senior government official told Reuters in a potential blow to millions of investors piling into the red hot asset class. What do you think about it? And can they actually do it? Is it creating any kind of momentum in India? Okay. Uh this feels like deja vu patrick because it's happened a couple of years ago uh it's it's merely uh it's merely an overcorrection at this point because uh, there are obviously a lot of uh, pitfalls when it comes to crypto mainly because bitcoin is bad at marketing right it it's it doesn't belong to any single person so the only things that make it to the news are the you know the scams or the you know the the crashes uh, or the hacks so that that's the issue but mm. that said i india is a very ambitious country so i have a lot of faith in that ambition and uh, technically we missed the uh, it revolution we were relegated to the back office uh, for all practical reasons i think this is another opportunity for us and i don't think we will make the same mistake again at least i hope mm -hmm. not Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, I I don't know, it's the number 7 economy in the world today, number 876. You're you're right there and uh, when I went to Mumbai and I spoke at IIT with Divyang Turakia, uh Arundhati Bachari, I don't know if I'm even saying the name correctly. She was a former chair chairman of State Bank of India and we were sitting there talking the desire to want to develop things and create with these young kids you're looking in their eyes you see the fire in their eyes you don't see that kind of fire uh, uh, in a lot of places they're just so hungry to want to do something with it it was very interesting getting the spirit when i was in india to see that taking place so so uh, uh, vignesh uh, uh, medakoban did you did you move from india to singapore or are you uh, from singapore did you grow up in singapore No no I grew up in India actually I grew up in a small town uh, in India um uh, not 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 a city and uh, yeah I slowly moved from India to UAE uh, studied there for a while and then to Canada I spent some time there and now I live in Singapore for uh, like I've lived here for a few years now and all all like except the Dubai thing everything crypto right like yeah why 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 Singapore um definitely because um singapore is one of the best countries to uh, live in if if you are in crypto right now right there are few countries which are which are very positive and favorable and uh, very open about it so uh, in terms of regulations guidelines and and taxes also um there is also this i don't know how, how like there's this whole pos movement going on which is which is like moving away from the mining uh, like the 
electricity in, in, intensive mining to you know like just mining through your stake right to, to for the blockchain so that movement what has happened is you know you, you can be part of that and be a miner and singapore allows you to you know as an individual or or, or or in a even a company if it's not a business you don't get you know taxed on those those kind of gains etc and uh, capital gains is really nice they're already like there is no capital gains i mean and um, there's no the capital are, gains in singapore no no capital gains no and uh, income tax is, is very favorable it's 22 percent at the highest level so you know and i don't have a lot of income so it's good for me so so in other words <laughs> so, so in other words are you a uh, uh you must be a very much of a pro-capitalism guy definitely i'm very uh i'm not libertarian i think i'm cent center right like and and very pro-capitalist yeah very cool. So, so let, we've covered a lot of different things, by the way. You know, it's the, the best part about you is uh, when you're talking to folks and you see a lot of the interviews, just why'd you buy it? Why'd you buy it? Why'd you buy it? But then when you go deeper into your belief system, who you guys are, there's a lot of strong, you know, you guys are real true believers. So walk me through this idea of, you know, uh, virtual real estate, virtual mm -hmm. museum, virtual like are you are you seeing that because i know you guys have created some kind of a virtual museum well why don't you start on that first and then i'll ask my follow-up question to it you have a virtual museum sure. and some virtual real estate sure sure so this whole uh, journey of uh, of nfts and the virtual world I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, you know this this idea of of the metaverse right in general uh, definitely I, I i come from that world of snow crash you know like ready play one that kind of a uh, inspiration. Um, I don't think the world needs to be that, that dystopian for for you know to for Ready Player One to happen. But the interesting part is that the like instead of thinking about it as a as a um, you know like a replacement of the physical world or something, it's it's a borderless world, right? Like a borderless world of expression where there is very little censorship and and things are unconfiscatable, right? So from that angle of, of being, see, it's the, it's a new Berlin, it's a new street, right? So historically, artists were, were able to talk, talk to people directly. And over time, different countries have very different perspective on it, right? Like I would say who owns the wall defines what kind of society you're living in. So if you go to say, I don't know about the US, but I don't know who can paint on the wall, right? Maybe graffiti is illegal, right? Or graffiti is, is frowned upon, but not punishable. There are different kinds of rules. And in India, the walls are owned by the politicians, right? Like walls are painted everywhere, but only the politicians have control over them, mm. right? So you'll see their names everywhere. So it's very interesting as an image. Maybe next time you're in India, you'll you'll notice that. And if you go to Berlin, the walls are owned by the artist, right? So it's a very different environment. And I think it it talks to the it talks to the uh, generation and talks to it talks to a different set of people, right? And and the and the younger generation um, are always looking for you know some kind of defiance, right? And this defiance, usually in the physical world, could become violent and 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 could create a lot of issues. But on the metaverse, what happens is because of this free expression, 
it's it's all it's all a graffiti world right it's a huge graffiti wall and all these artists from across the world it's not from uh, there is no geographical limit here right so what happens is a person from japan might might do a gallery a person from india might do a gallery a person from uh, italy might do a gallery and there could be cross um, pollination of all these ideas and then you all meet there right and you and you look at this look at what is happening around you and and it moves you right like it it it's it talks to you so it's basically we are just discovering art um, again and 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 that sensibility is is going away um and because it's also unconfiscatable that means that you know spots in the metaverse the virtual world becomes like an address for the artist so they could be thrown out of twitter thrown out of facebook right but a spot in the virtual world because it's owned by you through an nft nfts need not be just art it, it can represent the land title in the virtual world so because you own it no one can just take that away from you and so you can give that as your address a url that points to the spot in the metaverse can be the address of an artist so every mm. you know that you can find him and and you can let him talk talk to you through his work all the time by just visiting that url again right so i think that's very powerful vignesh let me ask you how do you view money and currency like what is money to you do you do you look at it like the way the average person looks at money or do you look at it as like point scoring in a game like it's just you know how, how do you look at money yourself hmm actually this this is not a, a usual question so i'm i'm going to think think on it a little bit but what i would like to say is uh i'm a huge fan of olafur the the artist and he had this climate change project uh which which happened in uh, i think norway somewhere where you know he took a glacier and then put it in front of the uh, uh, front of the conference hall where the climate change conference was happening and you could see that glacier melt it's he made something very obvious right mm. and and that's how i feel about money fiat is melting fiat is melting in front of our eyes and it's not obvious it's not obvious because you don't feel that way everything in price if you are an asset owner everything is going up and you think that you're becoming richer but once upon a time being a millionaire was hard now you know b- being a billionaire is okay <laughs> there's going to be trillionaires now it's it does not it does not mean anything it it means that we have been inflating everything around us and asset prices have increased and it does create this you know like um k shaped uh, issue right where if you're not an asset owner you're really affected because you're sitting on the fiat that's melting right so it's it's similar to the climate change crisis that way where we have to understand what's happening and and crypto almost is the is the opposite of that right so i i look at money as definitely as a as a as a measure of what what you contribute to the society but again because of all this economic game there is a little bit of like a lot of smartness that also is required uh, where you know to keep your money is not easy because people say you know if you're a fool the world has a way to take the money away from you and i think economists do that to you the government does that to you so that you don't remain lazy and i don't think it's their um it's not it should not be their prerogative right 
what if i'm lazy what if i want to be not very useful and and just stay right maybe like i i will not be a famous person but i can i i should still be able to live but in this world today if you don't make 2000 dollars a month you are homeless and that's that's a huge um, that's a huge problem right because we are part of economy and i didn't sign up to be part of this economy we are all part of this economy very insightful how do you view america by the way as an economy from the outside because you know the, the advantage you have is you're in singapore which yeah. is the number one place to be for capitalists i mean you know the yeah. whole book atlas shrugged if you wanted to create the city the yeah. closest thing to that city today is singapore nothing comes yeah. close to it maybe there's a couple of them you can make an argument for but singapore is a place where a lot of capitalists are going to and and what's funny is a lot of people who are there don't want other people to know. It's kind of like, don't advertise it. Just kind of let, <laughs> let it just be us that we know it. But for you who lived in India, live in Singapore, you lived in uh, uh, Canada, Canada. and I think you lived in, a, 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 was it UAE as well? UAE, how, yeah. How do you view America right now? Because, I would, because I don't and, want... and let, let me explain a little bit more deeper on that. How do you view America, one, just as America as an economy and society, what direction it's going to? And how do you view it from the standpoint of, you know, you got a Janet Yellen and some of these folks in politics who own the wall, you know, the way you said who owns the wall, who are wanting to dictate and put controls on Bitcoin. So two ways. One, how do you use it, view it as a society in the future and the, how they're uh, managing and looking at the crypto? Yeah. So uh, I, would, I would like to say that, you know, like we, we divide the world, countries in the world into developed and developing, right? So developed almost uh that the, the that word feels like it's complete right and and developing means it's a it's a it's a it's it's the present tense right like something is happening yeah but there is this continuous uh idea to everything and i think america actually kind of missed it in a way in the it, it it's a name brand right america is definitely a name brand but after the 70s I think um, if you if like if you are an American, I don't think it's the same uh, because the taxes have and the tax the way taxes are done today um, and and the way uh, money is 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 being printed, it all it 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 is all very un-American, like from an outside from an outsider's point of view, right? I I don't want to. Um, criticize you know a specific government or or you know a, a, another another country in the world which i'm not part of which which i'm not very happy about doing also but just looking at it i was inspired by america you know every time i i, I someone talked to me about america i was like it it used to you know like there's used to be light light bulbs in my head and and growing up from india most of the people's dream is to go sit in America. Think about that, right? Like all these smart people, it's mm -hmm. like we, we take the society and the cream wants to go to America, right? So it's, it's, I, I feel sometimes bad about this because mm. I'm like, oh man, we have to be in India. Then, then it, it'll make better sense for India. But all that, all that momentum, I think, is now slowing down because of the way the system, system has, um, you know, kind of, change from being a capitalist system even though they don't like i feel like they like america america really hates the word communism but there is this there is this spectrum where 
it's it's moving towards it right like all 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 of these uh taxation and all, all of these handouts uh through uh from the for, and money printing especially even even during covid the kind of money printing that went to into it and from 2008 if you look at how much money has been printed that's that's very un-american if you ask me right and so if i'm today going to live in america or an american it's very i have to pay world taxes so even if i move somewhere else i have to pay taxes right and and it's it's just you know it's just using the name brand to you know kind of it's america for the for, like it's it's people for the nation not not nation for the people right so that's that's how i feel and i think when i dis- want was making this decision of moving from canada like i was so afraid to even think about america i didn't want to move into america at all because i knew that it's a trap a tax trap because once i move into it it's it becomes very hard for me to 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 take me off because they they would they want information of all my assets now it's the like crypto assets they have to declare them it's not cool i i i'm very pro privacy so in singapore i don't even have to say what assets i hold right only if i have an income inside singapore i i talk to talk to the government and america is very different so i feel like it's moved away from you know like the 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 day and it's more of a the rising nations as balaji again would put is it's 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 between the rising nations now of the of the east uh, and 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 the declining nations of the west is is how i feel like today so do you think the way they're going right now is sustainable or no definitely not sustainable definitely right. not sustainable because something should happen to the fiat system like a lot of people talk about crypto as a bubble right but think about it crypto is not the bubble it's the pin to the fiat system so what's happening now is if um, us prints keeps printing money and another nation also equally prints money what how do you measure you know like inflation you would just see all the assets going up and be like oh yeah assets are more important so they went up in price the the psychology of people cannot be affected but when you see crypto price going up it's it's a mirror it's a mirror to the system and it's saying whenever people talk about crypto and understand it enough they go to the point where they say oh it has no intrinsic value and i tell them wait until you understand what fiat is right and the system the fiat system today is very different from the 1940s and 1930s after the brenton woods it's all very different right and people do, have not even gotten to understand that a lot of people in the world still think it's it's backed by gold it's not it's not and and for 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 the rich people usually they are continuously moving their cash away into assets right and and they continuously think about it and people don't hold cash um, at all but but historically maybe you would hold cash a, a lot of cash when it was maybe pegged to gold or something now it does not make sense it's like a it's like something on fire right like you want to give it to someone else Mm. and and get something that will not decrease in value so it it has become like that and it's accelerating and once you go into that trap the the money printing trap from the government side you know it's like you know you, if you look at the mainstream media when they when they talk positive about the handouts right like going on 
what happens is it creates this sense of the government helping people and anyone talking against it or wrong morally right but we are not talking about who like everyone is is is, is very like I'm, that's that's not the intention the intention is is this sustainable because we are we covering up a bigger problem for tomorrow right and fiat printing is such a uh, uh, i don't want to use the word diabolical but it's a it's it's something that's not obvious it's something that's not very very easily understandable by the end, end user and and customer and citizen so the government can keep doing it for a while and one day maybe you know they say like a slower and then suddenly fiat would be like that it, it we we could like america could go into hyperinflation but you know the trust of the country is still there so it might it might take years for that to happen what what is the next america right now meaning you know america is really an idea if you think about it it's not nothing more than an idea you got a bunch of land and resources but the reality of it is it's a set of ideas written on a constitution and a paper and then the world started showing up immigrants like my i'm not from here i'm from iran so I showed up here and I said, okay, great. I like these set of ideas. Let me build my family around these set of ideas. In the, in the crypto world and the community that you're a part of, what, yeah. what do you guys see as the next America if, if such a thing even exists? Do you look at Singapore or is there other places you look at? Uh, like you almost described what Bitcoin is, right? Yeah. Because it's an idea, as you said. I have immigrated into crypto. And if you understand, like, that's what this conversation is about, where I'm trying to reduce my physical print as much as possible so that, you know, it's just a commodity to me. The country, the system, everything just becomes a commodity to me. And I will go to the country which best serves my, my um, ideas that are in this virtual world, right? And the new America, if you ask me, is crypto because it allowed an immigrant, you know, to be part of it. It does not say no to anyone. It, it is a free, it's a, it's, it's, it has open borders, right? And you can, you can go from zero to becoming really successful in a lot of ways. It's not like my story is not done, right? Like it's not, it's not like people should not think about my story and think, oh yeah, he was lucky. Maybe I was. But you can do it today is the, what is more important. You can start today and in 10 years, you could also be that is what I'm trying to say. And, and people are very welcoming, right? Like now, why are we inviting artists to be part of this moment? And why, did we, why are we doing this NFT? And why are we spending so much money? Because think about it like this. Historically, there were kings and they, they were the patterns to art. And they have like all, when we go to a museum, that's what goes into our head now, right? Like we, we look at all this art and that's our mental model. That's very deep. And, and from there, we, we've had no medium change and tech totally missed, missed art. I, when I say tech, I'm differentiating is from crypto, right? Tech is different because crypto is the opposite of tech. It decentralizes, crypto decentralizes, tech centralizes. It's, it's just corporations which are like multinational gov like governments which will not which will not tell that fact outside right they are just virtual governments the mncs so what crypto is is a new kind of nation and 
it you you can just get into it and get out of it and there is no passport no citizenship it's oh just virtual you, you just can, said you just said the tech companies are virtual governments yeah wow so so essentially facebook twitter google is a virtual yeah. government yeah they they're citizens like they have 1 billion people under them and they make all the money and, the and it's not even the money it's the control they get to dictate yeah. the yeah. rules yeah and they control your attention today they say data is oil what it's a very very important statement right when data is oil yeah and 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 crypto is the opposite of that and so when art becomes part of crypto what we are doing here is deeper because we are taking this this movement as a patronage movement so we like when artists come into this movement it's going to be a visual we are going to have this visual language right it it's going to impact the world visually it might be the physical world too but i'm more excited about the metaverse in that way because i want to create not not me i want to be part of this creation uh, i'll be one of those people but i think there'll be hundreds of collectors who create this visual um, visual uh, metaverse where a 14 year old would arrive from from say iran or say from from japan and would would get inspired and become part of that community right because where can you go today if you are from iran you know about iran right definitely and i i get very emotional i have friends from iran too and you know sometimes i cannot even send them money it's you know even crypto but you know what i mean it's 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 a very different world we are living in and and the and the crypto world is the new america as you said it's a, it's where people are welcome people can find their destiny I'm no one's explained uh, it that way before. That's that's pretty intense on what you just said right there. You said, by the way, you said a lot of different things, and you were what? You were a technical consultant before, and in two thousand three, thirteen, you started with five thousand five thousand dollars, and you turn it into this. You cannot have just been a technical consultant. Well, are you a reader? Are you do you are you a big researcher? Are you a reader? What's in that brain of yours? So I, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a reader definitely. Uh, I. when i when i was growing up maybe when i was until i was 20 i i, I could not uh, english is not my first language right so uh, i like i could not read very well so what i what i did was i started listening to audiobooks when i was 20 around 20 uh, it also helped me with my language right because someone was you know always speaking in my ears so it it became a very interesting thing but 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 back then it's all it's all okay now but like i had audible and audible was very costly for me i could not afford audible so what i used to do is they had this one free book that you can download if you have a credit card so i used to borrow so many people's credit card create these accounts for like and and download these audiobooks all these uh, uh, economists right like austrian economics so i had no like idea like i i was i'm an engineer by you know like undergrad but economics and um, um, especially uh, ludwig von mises and and uh, hayek uh, hayek is a very big inspiration in in my life crazy uh yeah. the the names you're giving let me are you guys familiar with bitclout a little bit but i've not used i don't know about tubador haven't used it haven't used it yet so so you you know the whole idea just came out a few weeks ago which is 
you know, you're able to invest into individuals. So you're buying currency in individuals and they went and got the top 15,000 Twitter profiles, put it over there, decentralized. No one owns it. It's not like there's an operation going similar to uh, Bitcoin and you get to buy. So the first person that buys, it's a dollar, then two, four, eight, 16, and it keeps going and they have a ranking on who's at the top and uh, uh, gradually other people are coming in. Not a lot of big names have come in yet, but enough names are coming in that are recruiting others. Can you see a concept like that also? Because I think a lot of times right now, when I read about you, I read about the fact that you, you bigger wealth of your, a bigger percentage of your wealth was made based on Ethereum. You were an early investor in Ethereum and you had it backed with Bitcoin ATMs. So do you see a BitCloud being something that could be the next Bitcoin, Ethereum type of thing? Because it seems like a lot of different things are coming out right now. But mm. this is more investing in an individual rather than a currency. Mm. I think there'll be many forms to it. And uh, for like, I've not researched too much into BitCloud. So I've, I've just, you know, as I've heard, heard it from here and there. Uh, I would I would not jump into it definitely right even even when I used to do investments I I used to have a like it's like yeah from outside it looks like I'm I'm not diversified but inside the crypto industry when I when I move into a new uh, crypto or or a new team I always have have limitations on how much I'll go into it with so if it's a new company like Bitcloud and I have no idea who the founder is. I would really, really be skeptical about it, like personally, right? And even if, even if it has a good idea and, and it can be decentralized, the problem is in a year, there could be a politic, it's all, crypto becomes very political quickly, right? And there should be a resolution to how they upgrade stuff. And, and if, it's, if it has this uh, crypto and, and a centralized website, which, which you know goes with it or something, that's a huge risk. So that's a red flag for me. So I'll, I will not go too much into that, right? So I usually look for who's leading this movement and why, what their intention is before uh, investing. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, uh, I got to tell you, I've really enjoyed this. Uh, uh, I can talk to you for hours. This is a very uh, uh, deep, insightful conversation. Probably the best one I've ever had in the topic of crypto. And uh, we're definitely going to ask to have you come back and uh, speak. And by the way, you, it was very nice getting to know, know you as well. You didn't take a long time for you to say, look, I'm not the backer. I'm the one that's going out there finding this stuff. And we work together as a team. It shows a lot in your level of humility of you guys being able to work very well together. So once again, thank you so much for you guys coming out and being a guest on Value Team. And I really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. This was a pleasure. Probably one of the deepest conversations I've ever had on the topic of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I don't think the topic has gone as deep as this one went to. I mean, countries have walls. In India, walls are owned by the government. But in Berlin, walls are owned by artists. Tech missed a mark on art and NFT, and NFT is going to take it because tech essentially became a virtual government. U.S. used to be free on the ideas, but I don't understand why they're going away from Just incredible type of a conversation. If you enjoyed this video, there's two other videos that you may enjoy. One of them is uh, the original sit-down I did with Beeple, who's the artist that sold the NFT to Metacoven for $69 million. If you've never seen this, click over here. And on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, I was asked, 
where I would move to if America failed. If you enjoyed that part of the conversation with Medicoven, click over here to see where I would move to if America were to fail. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.